0: On the Friday edition of the Locked On Steelers podcast, I'm your host, Chris Carter. We'll talk about Joy Porter Jr.'s contract situation, why he hasn't signed yet, and we'll take some of your questions here on the Friday edition. I'm your host, Chris Carter. Let's get into it. You are Locked On Steelers, your daily Pittsburgh Steelers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome to the Locked on Steelers podcast. I'm your host, Chris Carter, bringing you your daily dose of all things on the Pittsburgh Steelers. As well as you, you can find this show on your favorite podcasting apps and on YouTube. Like this video if you enjoy it. Subscribe to this YouTube channel to get all of your daily Monday through Friday episodes as well as our bonus content. We thank you for making us your first listen every day because we're your team every day. So let's get into a few things. First, I want to apologize. I know everyone looks forward to Jenna Harner being on Friday. She couldn't make it this time. We'll get her the next time. But I wanted to go over this situation with you all. And I want to say this up front. I don't think this Joey Porter Jr. situation is a big deal. And I'll explain why. So if you're not familiar with what's going on, Joey Porter Jr. hasn't signed his contract. He's the last Steeler to not sign his rookie, excuse me, Steeler's rookie to not sign his contract going into the season. And, uh, you know, I've gotten a lot of questions about this on Twitter and different places. No one's called in, but people are like, hey, Chris, what's going on here? What's going on here? And I'm like, guys, I keep telling everybody it's not that big a deal. And, And there's been some, you know, some rummaging of what it might actually mean. It could be something else. And there is a bit of uniqueness to the situation. So I'll explain what the uniqueness is, what some of the claims are, and why I don't buy any of those. So the uniqueness is off the top. Joey Porter Jr. was the 32nd overall pick. The That normally would be a first-round pick in the NFL. And a first-round pick gets more guaranteed money than the first pick of the second round. And they also get, of course, the fifth-year extension extension possibility added on there though uh there's some that debate that you know the contract value of that because it's easy and you get paid more when you hit the open market but that's a whole nother debate point being there's a that that is a unique situation that joey porter jr is in and if you listen to mike florio of pro football talk he was on 93.7 the fan earlier this week he brought up the theory of you know what if this is the Rooney's kind of pushing back along with the nfl against not letting this because joey porter jr's uh contract negotiators his agents their side is pushing back like hey he's the 32nd overall pick he should get paid like the 32nd overall pick normally is now of course as we all remember the 32nd overall pick this year was in the second round because the Miami Dolphins forfeited their first round pick because of violations and such all that to say there, the, the the supposed dispute here is that Joey Porter Jr.'s side wants to get him more guaranteed money that would be along with the first rounders because technically a, th- a thirty second round pick should or thirty second overall pick should be a first round grade as far as the contrast goes. And uh, Mike Florio's uh, theory that I think that I think that you know he's he's a guy that's covered the NFL for a long time and he's you know been an attorney he's he's seen a lot of a lot of the things in the background here and there. Um, you know, his theory is that the Roonies are part of the NFL and trying to push back as far as, you know, the, the rookies, rookies efforts and agents efforts to try to get more guaranteed money out of the NFL in these rookie contracts. So let, let me clear up a few things as far as how I understand them. If you want to know my opinion on this stuff, one rookie contracts, whenever this comes up every year, there's always guys who hold out who are just waiting to see what other people sign. So that they can then sign themselves and try to use other people's nego- negotiations to boost up how much guaranteed money that they get out, they get from the uh, the other team. Now, w- rookie contracts are pretty much set a- a- as far as how much you make and what you're slotted to make. There's just some conditions here and there as far as when you get certain guaranteed money that you can kind of negotiate in the process. In my opinion, I-, I don't think this is that big a deal. Like, there's been the proposed idea of what if Joy Porter Jr. is getting ready to hold out and all this other stuff. It ain't that. That's not what's going on, and I can't tell you every Steeler that has done this because I. It's one of the. This is this is something, but this is something that happens almost every year. There's always a rookie. somebody, you know somebody gets drafted that you know going into training camp, their contract isn't signed for whatever reason, and. Uh, and then everyone's you know asking the questions in July because we have nothing else to do in July and they're saying oh what could be happening here could they be holding out could this become a huge thing will they ever even play and then they get they, they sign a contract in training camp they never missed a practice and then we get on with our lives and we all forget that's even the topic which is why I don't even remember the people who had these situations before but I can tell you I've been in training camps I've been around this before it gets to the point where you know the first time I was covering the Steelers I was thinking like whoa this is this unique and now it's just like I look at it and I'm just like meh and that's why you don't see a lot of the major reporters like just grinding away trying to break this story all all the time if this is unique we'll find out in a month or so, if Joey Porter Jr. Well, it's a couple of weeks, I guess, that the Steelers report. But you know, in training camp, if he's not practicing, I doubt that that would happen. The man showed up to to rookie camp, OTAs, mini camp. Uh, he's working really hard. He he understands. He has that relationship with the Steelers. There, it's gonna happen. It's just, I think this is just something that you know people we 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 as sometimes analysts and reporters and and you know NFL personalities you know, you look for topics to rummage and you kind of do some extra research and you think okay what could happen here kind of like how I do but I keep when I do that for me I usually keep that to on the field and what might happen as far as matchups and skills and development and leadership and things like that less so if a rookie's going to do something that rookies don't ever do and that's hold out because they wanted a little bit more guaranteed money on a certain year of their deal. That's what this whole thing is about. I, I don't think this is some big thing. And again, this goes back to, and this isn't a diss on Mike Florio or anyone else who is talking about this and thinks that this is a big deal. If if y'all do and y'all got something and I don't know what I'm talking about, that is fine. I will atone for that the day that, that I am proven wrong and Joy Porter Jr. is holding out, and this is a huge deal for, for the NFL and for the Pittsburgh Steelers. I just – I don't think this is that. I think it's going to go away. I think that we'll be here next month. Joey Porter Jr. will have signed his contract, his rookie deal, and he'll he'll be playing in preseason games, and we'll be talking about, you know, ooh, is, is he ready or is he not ready to start across from Patrick Peterson and should Levi Wallace get that spot and yada, yada. That's what we'll be talking about, and that's what I prefer to talk about because it's actual football and not – this kind of stuff. And there's certain times contract situations are very interesting to talk about because, you know, like Alex Highsmith's contract, when is it going to happen? How much is he going to get paid? How much is that going to play into future salary cap possibilities for the Steelers when it comes to making space to sign other guys and other players that they want to keep around or sign in free agency or extend who are already on the roster? Those are times. This one, I don't see the fire to the smoke that is being made here so that's just my two cents on the situation again if i'm wrong i'm wrong and i'll i will address that in in the situation that that happens but just know whenever i'm talking to you guys it's not me thinking up some crazy stuff to talk about or you know trying to reach for something i'm just going like hey this is what i see this is how i feel let me talk about this topic and we go there so that's that we're going to move on to because we got a really interesting question that deals with the Steelers defense and its potential this year and I want to talk about this because I think it goes right into the potential of this entire team and what they could be in this upcoming season Uh, so we'll get to that in just a minute here on the Locked On Steelers podcast I'm your host Chris Carter stick with us but first before we do any of that we got to talk about our great sponsors who sponsored this show at eBay Motors our partners at eBay Motors have teamed up with the Locked On Fantasy Football podcast and the host Vinnie Iyer to bring you some of the best fantasy picks each week, all season long, whether you're prepping for a draft or scouting the waiver wire every week, we're going to provide you players that are guaranteed to fit on your roster. So with draft pre- draft prep underway for the upcoming season, let's see who Vinnie has picked out for us. in this week's eBay's guarantee fit fantasy picks of the week, which running back has scored the most touchdowns combined in the past two seasons. That's electric Los Angeles chargers back Austin Eckler, who scored 38 touchdowns since 2021 and featured and featured receiving first role making him a guaranteed fit for the first overall pick in 2023 fantasy football drafts. Eckler will see his usual high leverage work as a runner and remain the focal point of the short passing game with the Chargers and with eBay's guaranteed fit you get over 122 million parts and accessories available for your vehicle at your fingertips you can make sure that your ride stays running smoothly with air air filters brakes batteries, tail lights, alternators, shock struts, you name it, eBay Motors has it for your car, and they'll make sure it's the right fit for your car because eBay's guaranteed fit helps you understand exactly what part you need for your vehicle the first time you go get it. So go forth, switch gears, crank the AC and say goodbye to sweating. It sweating out if your ride needs a little bit of a fix up because now you you'll always know the best setup for success from the get-go. With eBay's guaranteed fit, Everything your vehicle is calling for is just a click away. For the parts and accessories that fit your vehicle, just look for the green check. Get the right parts, the right fit, and the right prices at ebaymotors.com. Let's ride eBay guarantee fit, only available to U.S. customers. Eligible items apl- only, exclusions apply. <laughs> Back here on the Locked On Steelers podcast, I'm your host, Chris Carter. We continue our talk here on the, on this episode, and I'm going to turn to the phone lines to get a question from one of our listeners. It's our man, Nate Glass. And, you know, Nate, he comes with, with all the questions. so We we appreciate him whenever he does. But this was a question that he had about overall projections for the defense. Now, we've talked about wins projections and this and that and other things. But I wanted to t- talk about I thought this was very interesting.
1: Nate Glass, take it away. Hey, Chris. Made blast from Los Angeles. Just had a um, quick question about our defense this uh, upcoming season. Um, half my family are Raider fans, so I tune into uh, Locked On Raiders as well with your boy Q, and he's expecting forty and twenty from his defense this season: forty sacks, twenty. Interceptions. I want to know what's your take on the Steelers this upcoming season with our numbers. Um what do you expect from our guys? Um I believe my opinion, I'm, I'm happy with 60. I'm happy with 60 sacks and maybe, I mean 25, 30, 25, 30 interceptions. But I wanna get your take. thanks um, nice for taking my call. Appreciate you all to do for the podcast. Talk to you soon.
0: Thank you, Nate, for your calling into the show and getting your question on the air. Remember, you can always call into the show at 412-223-6644. Leave your name where you're from and keep your your question under a minute. We'll try to get you on the show. And if you donate $10, at least $10 to the Cystic Fribosis Foundation campaign that we have linked in in the podcast description and on your screen with the QR code, you can use that to also guarantee that your call will be heard on the air on the Locked on Steelers podcast. So let's get to a few things, right? Um, first, let's talk about, well, I'll I'll do it this way. I'm going to talk about the sacks this segment, and I'm going to talk about the interceptions the next segment, because my man Nate said 60 sacks. Y'all need to know, there has never been a Steelers team that has registered 60 sacks. And in fact, but but it, so like that that would be record breaking for the Steelers. Now that wouldn't be record breaking for the NFL. I believe the most ever was is still by the 80 84 Bears with 72 sacks uh that that season. Um the Eagles came really close last year with 70 sacks. That is the that is tied for the third most all time as far as sacks. But the Steelers, the most they've ever gotten was 56 sacks, which they've done twice in the last five years or so. Uh, And in fact, if you look at the Steelers, the most sacks that they've accrued in a single season, the top three are from this past three years when they've had TJ Watt. They have got 56 sacks in both 2020 and 2017. They had 55 sacks in 2021. They also had 55 sacks in uh, 2001 and 1994. But it is remarkable. And I think, Again, shows you the historical importance of how good and no great, excellent, amazing T.J. Watt and Cam Hayward have been as a duo because they've been a huge part of this. Now, the other factor here, and so I still have to say with all that greatness, they've never gotten 60 sacks. So, Nate, you, you might look at that number and you might think, OK, maybe I went over the top here. But maybe you didn't, Nate. Maybe you were onto something here because here's what I propose to you. If I go back and I look at the 2020 team and the 2017 team, what were the main things that those teams had in common when it came to rushing the passer? You had TJ Watt, Cam Hayward, Bud Dupree. Now you had Stephon Tewitt, but he was hurt, uh, you know, for the the latter part of 2020 um, and in uh, the 2021 season – uh, when they had 55 sacks I, I believe that was the one that he missed entirely uh, but in 2020 2017 he was he was part part of those teams and he was a big part of those teams as as well but it was that front four that was dominant healthy and getting after in 2017 of course that was a rookie tj watt the the you know it's it's I struggle to say the worst version of tj watt because he was still pretty good as a rookie he's just amazing now but let's go back to 2020 when Bud Dupree went down, I remember I was sitting on, on a post-game show on Channel 11 WPXI with Bud Dupree, excuse me, with uh, Doran Dickerson, and we were sitting there, we were doing the post-game show, and even though the Steelers won that game against the Ravens, we were like, oh, man, Bud Dupree's down? That's a big problem for this team. And people were like, well, they're 11-0. Shouldn't you be really happy about this? Shouldn't there, isn't there positivity to be happy this? I'm like, yeah, but this could be the beginning of the end. And it was because a tandem of edge rushers, along with the interior pass rushers, is so important for what the Steelers are trying to do. Now I get back to Nate. Nate, again, what I'm, I'm I'm not saying you're crazy for saying 60 sacks because here's the thing. I think that if we looked at Alex Highsmith and where he's at now, I think that he could. I think that he could be he could be an even bigger problem for offensive lines alongside TJ Watt, then but then Bud Dupree was now um, I I don't I'm not going to you know I'm not going to say it isn't to diss Bud Dupree because I covered Bud Dupree and I thought he was a heck of a he was a heck of a player uh, for for this for the Steelers he did he did a lot uh, in his time he grew it kind of took him some time to get to where you know he is now or where he got to you know for the Steelers uh, because he also hasn't been, he didn't light it up for the Titans, is why he got released and why he's now with with, with another team. But Bud Dupree certainly earned his respect here. But if we were to compare out where Alex Highsmith is in his third year compared to where Bud Dupree was in, in his third year, after three years of football, Alex Highsmith had 22.5 sacks to Bud Dupree's 14. 0.5 sacks and i believe that's how many sacks alex highsmith just had last year it was 14.5 alex Highsmith had 114 solo tackles to bud dupree's 67 um he also has four alex highsmith has forced six fumbles to bud dupree's one and again this is not to diss bud dupree but it's how special i think alex highsmith is about to be and with a healthy tj Watt. And a healthy Cam Hayward. And now a truly healthy Larry Okunjobi. Because remember he wasn't healthy going into last season. I think you're about to have a tough front four. That is going to be getting after it. And again they have depth now. Which has been a problem of late. With Marcus Golden as an edge rusher. And DeMarvin Leal working in there. we're excited to see Keanu Benton. And we're and you got these other guys that you're looking at there. This could be the group that does break the Steelers 56 sack record and get to 60 this year. So Nate, you may be onto something there about what could happen here this year. This could truly be a special year. TJ Watt, it's in his prime. This is the, I think the next like two, three years, we've already seen him being in his prime, but I think that he's even got more to show here. I think Alex Highsmith is entering his prime. I think that this is going to be a big year. It's why I think the Steelers are going to sign him to a, 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 a very solid extension during training camp this year, three years extension or something like that, he's going to get paid and then he's going to blow up this year. And I really think that everyone's going to say, look, everyone in the NFL is going to be like, all right, all right. Steelers have the best edge Russian duo in the NFL. We got to not play around with that no more, but you put them with the two, with the two guys in the middle, and Joby, who was still very good last year, but still was still figuring things out. Cam Hayward, who is just he's Mr. Cam Hayward. He, he runs things for the Steelers. He's the man in the interior I truly think they're getting after the quarterback and 60 sacks isn't out of the territory. It could even, it could even go higher than that potentially. Now, again, depends on health, depends on coverage, because one thing that is an old adage of football, that is very much the truth. Coverage creates sacks. Pressure creates creates interceptions. It's just a hand in hand process where if you're getting after the quarterback, you can get sacks, but, Oftentimes, when teams know that you get sacks, they're going to try and throw quick, or they're going to try to force a pass, and then that's going to give the opportunity for your secondary, if they're talented enough, to make plays in the ball and create the turnovers. And that's where we're going to go to with the next segment is why I think that they, that he talked about 25, 30 interceptions. I want to show the historical relevance of the Steelers in how far that they've gotten to, to, to that um, and talk about the potential there with the guys they have in, in the secondary. But for this front four, 60 sacks, Nate, I I think it's doable. It hasn't been done before by the Steelers, but I think that this could be a truly special year for them to do it. With Highsmith, Watt, Hayward, Ogan, Joby, Golden, Liao, Benton, all, all this crew, I think they got the guys to be in that picture. We'll talk about the interception side of Nate's, of Nate's question here on the Lockdown Steelers podcast right after this break. Stick with us. We'll be talking about uh, Nate's second half of his question with the interceptions part. I'm your host, Chris Carter. But before we do that, got to talk to you guys about our great sponsors at Bird Dogs. Bird Dogs, of course is a great place for you to go get shorts because they're here to make you look good. And Bird Dogs, they use a a special fabric that gives you a stretch khaki shorts designed to fit slimmer on you through the thigh and the leg and giving you a truly sculpted look. Look, I wear bird dog shorts and they are amazing. Bird dog shorts do the exact same thing as Lululemon, but they fit a lot better. They fit better than regular shorts because they're not made of a stiff restricting cotton. But bird dogs fix the issue by making shorts that that have cloud knit fabric that looks just like khakis, but stretch so that you get the slimmer fit that you want without having to sacrifice any movement. And if you're an active person in the summer, those are, that's so important to get the look and the active wear possibility. And on top of being active wear, it comes with anti-stink sweat wicking fabric that keeps you cool and dry and not smelly all day long. Go to birddogs.com slash locked on NFL. And when you make your first order, you can get a free Yeti style tumbler with your order. That's birddogs.com slash locked on NFL for a free Yeti style tumbler. You won't want to take your bird dogs off. We promise you. back here on the Locked On Steelers podcast. I'm your host, Chris Carter. We're continuing our show here with Nathan's question. Now, if you remember Nate's question, we talked about, he talked about sacks. He said, uh, 60 sacks is a possibility. I actually think that there is the chance for that this year. But the other side of this was 25 to 30 interceptions. And who boy, that would be a challenge for the Steelers. Now, let's take a step back and look at years that they've gotten that. Now, there have been 20 seasons in the history of the Steelers organization that they have gotten 25 or more interceptions. None of those seasons have been more recent than 1984. It has been that long since they've registered that. Now, in the 70s, they they were getting interceptions all over the place. In fact, 1973 is the year they got the most interceptions when they had 37 in just 14 games, which is ridiculous. Mel Blunt is a freak. Uh but um and uh, the, uh, you you look at that and you you see there there is greatness there. But when it comes to recent years, I mean the most the, the most that they've gotten in the Mike Tomlin era, 2010 when they got 21 Interceptions. Now, just last year, they did get twenty interceptions, and in twenty nineteen, they also got twenty interceptions, and in two thousand eight, they also got twenty interceptions. So they've had twenty one and twenty interceptions four times during the Tomlin era, and in fact, and uh even tw- twice they were able to get twenty interceptions over the past what, three seasons, four seasons, counting. You guys know I suck at math. Four, so two of the last four seasons twenty twenty two and twenty nineteen. They have gotten 20 interceptions. Now, the question is, can they get more than that this year? Can, I mean, can they get back to there this year? Now, last year, they were able to get 20 interceptions. And why? Make Fitzpatrick was back in action, he had six. Cam Sutton had a lot of interceptions. Levi Wallace contributed there. TJ Watt even helped out with two interceptions. And so the question then becomes, uh, do you think that the Steelers can replicate that formula for turnovers this year? And to be honest, I don't see why they couldn't. Now, I don't know if they can get 25 to 30 the way Nate's thinking. Maybe they can. And who knows? Maybe with that pressure, it gets them that chance. Because while they're getting sacks, there's other plays where teams are going to be throwing the ball a little early. And it's going to give this, this this Steelers secondary a chance to make plays in the ball. And I'd argue this might be the most talented with ball skills secondary That we've seen with the Steelers for years now wait a minute there because you're probably thinking whoa 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 wait a second what about like Troy Polamalu hear me out hear me out I'm not saying any one of them's anyone here I I do think Mika Fitzpatrick is of that caliber I've been saying for the past like three years I think Mika Fitzpatrick is spectacular if he stays on this trajectory he's a hall of fame safety that's it um but I think, if it's Patrick, is that guy. He got six interceptions last year. I'd expect another five-plus this year. Um, I think Patrick Peterson, he had five last year with the Vikings on a defense that wasn't, you know, they, they don't generate the kind of pressure that the Steelers would be able to generate with a healthy T.J. Watt and Alex Highsmith and Cam Hayward and that crew up front. I think Patrick Peterson could be, you know, a- adding to that. Maybe not five interceptions, maybe four. Levi Wallace was also a guy last year. Four interceptions, he was feeding off of that. And then even Demonte KZ, he had two interceptions last year and he missed half the season. Heck, he only got four starts on the year. And as much as I, I was always a proponent of Terrell Edmonds and the, the things that he brought to the secondary, because I do think that a lot of people you know, kind of dogged him because he was a first-round pick who didn't make interceptions all over the place. Terrell Edmonds was more of an eraser. He covered your running backs, your tight ends, your wide receivers, and made it so that, hey, wherever, whenever you throw the ball, he's going to create a tight passing window. But he was never the interceptor. And DeMonte KZ, he is an interceptor. In fact, he's had seven interceptions in a season before. Now, granted, that was back in 2018 when he was with the Falcons. But still, we see the ball skills are there, and you're not asking him to get seven interceptions. If he gets another two, three interceptions, if we just add up the guys, just just those guys we talked about: Patrick Peterson with with five, Minka with six, that would be eleven. Levi with another four, that would be sixteen. Demonte KZ with another two, that's eighteen, and then TJ Watt with another two, uh, because sometimes he does that kind of crazy stuff. That's 20 right there. That's not saying that's not accounting for Keanu Neal. That's not accounting for batted passes that sometimes get caught by linebackers. That doesn't account for Joey Porter Jr. I know someone out there is gonna say, well, he only had one interception in college. We've gone over that a billion times. I think that <laughs> that's totally fine that he has, that he didn't have it in college. He wasn't getting targeted a whole lot his senior year. I think Joey Porter Jr. is ready to make some plays in the football this year. But even if he only gets one or two this year they've got the guys with the ball skills on this roster already and again with the pressure i think they're going to be able to create against some of these younger quarterbacks that they're going to face this year i think they're going to get even more opportunities to make plays in the football so nate to answer your question i'm not so sure about 25 but can they replicate the 20 absolutely and let me tell you if the steelers defense gets 60 sacks and 20 interceptions they're going to be pretty tough to beat and on top of an offense that I think will definitely be better this season but I like the way you're thinking Nate I like the way you're projecting some of these things out 60 sacks I think again is doable 25 and 25 interceptions could be doable if they get on a hot streak and they get in the right things you know the Steelers we know that that's something they've talked about you know we talked we covered that on this very show last year the Steelers recognized hey The way to win on defense is not just forcing three and outs anymore. That day is gone. The the days of of just trying to win on first, win on second, and and, then win on third to force a punt. Punts are great. They're awesome. You did your job. But you gotta win with turnovers and they recognize that and they have guys going for that. That's something that Terrell Austin prioritized, prioritizes. That's what he's I think he strategizes well with them. And in fact, we did a whole show back at the end of Minicamp where we talked to Mike Fitzpatrick and he talked about the high-level connection he already feels with Patrick Peterson and being able to communicate so that they can set up disguises and change up their disguises week by week based off of the different strengths of quarterbacks that they're going to face and what they see them liking to do. There are chances for this defense to be truly special, and hey, you know what? I'll say this, Nate. If you're if they get sixty sacks and twenty five plus interceptions, call back into the show again. You gotta know you call back. and You got a lot of questions, but I want you to call back into, into the show again and remind us that you made this call back on July thirteenth of twenty twenty three, because. That would be a heck of a call for you to get both of those numbers right in this in this Pittsburgh Steelers season. That's our show here on the Locked On Steelers Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Carter. We hope that you guys have a great weekend. Um uh, we have we'll have shows next week. So I'll let you know ahead of time. I'm trying to record a bunch of these shows uh ahead of when of the day that they're actually coming out because i have a bit of a vacation i need to take here uh, before training camp starts up so some of the shows may seem a little evergreen or outdated like as far as not updating with like brand new news in the nfl so bear with me with that but at least Monday and Tuesday will be fine. But as the week goes on, I'll try to have those pre-recorded for you so that they'll be set up and ready to go. But thanks again for tuning into the Locked on Steelers podcast. I'm your host, Chris Carter. Follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Carter Critiques. Read my work at the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette, post-gazette.com, where I cover all things Pitt pit athletics with the University of Pittsburgh. You can also check out the North Shore Drive podcast that I do there Monday, Wednesday, and Friday to cover all things Pittsburgh sports. And you can find me here on the Locked on Steelers podcast Monday through Friday, talking your Pittsburgh Steelers, with all the guests we like to have and keeping things real with you every day with all of our everydayers here on the Locked On Podcast Network. Thanks again for checking us out. I'll be back Monday with more on your Pittsburgh Steelers right here on the Locked On Steelers Podcast.